content discussed on this show is not necessarily the opinion of the cast of Spiritually Raw, and topics quite often are for mature audiences only. So, if you happen to have your 13-year-old listening in... That's your problem. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Raw today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been a great show. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, um, a little bit about us. You know, we've interviewed over 1,200 people from around the globe. You know, you're going to find our style very entertaining, enlightening, with a straightforward, no-nonsense approach to getting to the facts. You know, we're not really biased one way or the other. We just, like everybody else, have inquisitive minds, and we're searching for the answers just like everybody else. So that's why you're going to find when you tune into the show, which you're going to want to tune in all the time because it is very addicting, you're going to see a really great difference diversity of guests here so you know with that being said april tell tell us about our guest today we have three three great guests today ed roman he's a paranormal expert with firsthand experiences with ufo ghosts ghosts and bigfoot then we have david frank david david's experience this is really cool jay he experienced a week long vision where he was given a plan to use communication technology to give every person a real and equal voice. Where do you find these people from? They find they find me, Jay. All the time they do. Like like beast of honey. Wow. But first up we have Truth Seeker. You're gonna love him. He's a Christian mystic and he is an Amazon best selling author of Spirit Realm, Angels, Demons, Spirits, and the Sovereignty of God. All right, Truth Seeker, how you doing, brother? Hey, I'm well. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, yeah, man. So let's let's just kind of dive in. Let's get our audience a chance to know you. So a Christian mystic. Explain that one. You know, a little bit of an oxymoron when you hear about it. Can you, can you uh, yeah, talk, talk yeah. to me about well, that's that. That's what the book unpacks, right? And yep. not just the book, but my music, everything that I bring to the table, podcasts, that kind of stuff. Just really unpacking the deep mystical spirituality that's embedded within the pages of the Bible. And, um, and you know, quite frankly, the early church fathers, the prophets, disciples, these were some uh, people having some really mystical encounters with the likes of angels, God, the Holy Spirit, demons, all types of different entities and stuff like that. So when you get to the Christian mystic, mystic part of it, it's the fact that uh, you don't have to abandon your faith in Christ or your religion to be a mystic. You can kind of marry the two, and I think that's what uh, the prophets and seers of old uh, were Amen. as well. I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, the audience is definitely vibing with you. Yeah, I love the philosophy, though. I mean, sure. listen, there must be something to it because it's that's been around since, what, a couple thousand years? So there's got to be something Alicia. to that. Yeah. So what kind of encounters have you had? Man, um, too many to really name them all, but I would I would say what really got me into this was having encounters when I was a child, uh, waking up in the, in the middle of the night and having beings standing in my room or beings crawling on top of me in the middle of the night, what some people call shadow beings or witches or the old hag syndrome. So I experienced that when I was a, a little kid. I was literally like four years old. And so it never left me. Those experiences, it kind of like opened up some type of portal or realm to just have piqued my interest into the paranormal, into the occult, always into scary movies and supernatural movies that really just led me deeper into that stuff. So really everything goes back to those uh, early encounters that I had, that I had as a kid. 
The old hag. I don't think I've ever heard that one before, Jay. The old hag. The old hag. So uh, why do you think they came to you as an innocent, like, four-year-old? Was it something going on in your house? Or why why do you think it gravitated towards you? It's still a mystery. And uh, even in the book, I just explore it a little bit. Uh, really can't give a definitive answer. There's a lot of different questions, and I think that, um, talking to a lot of different people who have had similar encounters helps us to kind of paint a better picture to what's going on with this. I would say at this point, uh, I'm from New, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, and oh, your favorite city. I your love favorite. New oh, Orleans. And, uh, you know, there's awesome. a lot of witchcraft, there's a lot of occultism and voodoo stoop there. So my mother and grandmother, they were always like burning candles and doing little rituals and stuff like that. And oh. then they would have crazy parties, you know, and have all these weird people over and people who are drunk and using drugs. So I really feel like that created an atmosphere yep. for what we may call the demonic or these type of negative entities to come through. So I think that could have had a big part of it. Now, do you think your mom knew what she was bringing in at the time or was she just kind of thinking it was like, I'm going to have some fun and not really realizing the ramifications of what could possibly happen? Or did she consciously know what she was doing? I don't think she did, uh, just just simply because most people don't, <laughs> you know. And uh, again, that's a big part of my book of just talking about, uh, you know, dealing with the spirit realm, getting into the occult, messing with a lot of that stuff, and reaching in to the other side and, and, and hoping that, that you can make contact with something else, another being, an entity, just to maybe to even to see if it's real. Is, is this just all in, in Hollywood or is it real? And so I did that myself, and uh, something reached back and grabbed me. So had my, my experiences as well. And so I have to use the same, you know, grace that I would have shown myself as a young person getting into some of that stuff, not really knowing what I was doing. So the majority of people that I talk to who kind of get in over their heads, they really don't know what they're doing when they get into it. They usually have good intentions, you know, if they want to bring about prosperity or have angelic protection, but some of the different spells and rituals and uh, burning candles and things like that, they're doing, they're opening up portals in their home that they don't even know anything about. Absolutely. So since you had these portals open up in your home with your mother, let's say unconsciously doing it, how did you close them? Um, really, um, I think they, it all came to a head when I was a teenager. So I got really deep into the occult and started ha having my own encounters. And, uh, there was a, a warlock that we met locally who would just, uh, pour into us and teach us how to do different spells and enchantments and things like that. And ended up, uh, biting off more than I can chew and, uh, ended up stealing something from the gentleman. And, um, he had, he was really deep into what he did, but it opened up, um, some type of realm to where these entities came through to track down the items that I stole from him. And Whoa. so uh, there was a entity that I had an encounter with and, and, uh, I think it was 1998 that looked like a eight foot tall camel that appeared out of the, uh, the, um, thin air that was blacker than the darkest of nights. It ran past me and my cousin screamed at us, knocked us down and then, uh, vanished on the other side. So with that, you would think that something like that would scare me and kind of say, hey, back off. But it really just opened up uh, my intrigue to say, hold on, maybe I can get as good as this guy was. And then I could summon 
these types of entities and things for myself. So it really got me in over my head and started practicing. You know what? You're really digging truth seeking. I'm not even. I'm not oh even able God. to get a word I, in here. I, I'm like, like, I could take over this whole conversation. You, you, are, you already have. You already have taken over the conversation. I mean, can I get a word in here? No. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, um, from from that point, where where did you go? What where where did you take it from that point? How deep did it actually go? Um, to really just uh, practicing it at home, and I would learn stuff from this guy, and then try to implement it myself, and then. I just kind of wanted to get ahead of the program and just started doing all of the spells and rituals that I could from every different book to try to say, okay, which one was real, which one worked. And so there was different incantations we would do out of the satanic Bible, out of different Wiccan books, spiritual books, angel books. We would just do them all trying to open up and like recreate this portal and pull something through. And um, after doing that for several weeks, my health started to go downhill and started like coughing up blood and things like that and sort of having crazy paranormal experiences in the home and hearing noises and seeing figures stand in the corner of the room watching us uh, all the time and uh um so ended up getting uh, i guess you want to call it demonically possessed but i would uh be pulled in and out of trances that were at the will of these other entities and i couldn't control it they were speaking foreign languages and they looked like colors and shapes and it would just pull me in and out of these trance states and um really got to a place i was going schizophrenic did, and uh wasn't I, doing any I was just gonna say that did did you mm-hmm. literally feel like you were losing your mind yep. yeah i'm just uh quoted by saying uh, i felt like um you know people say i'm losing my mind but i literally felt like there was some type of entity or the devil or whatever you want to call it pulling my mind and taking it from me that it was at the mercy of these other entities that nobody else could see so if i went to the doctor's office if i went somewhere like that and said hey i need help there's i'm hearing voices i'm seeing being pulled into trances there are entities in my home they probably would have gave me some type of medication do you, oh, you would have been in a straitjacket let's you, be real so 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 do people even like today so here we are in 2019 do people come to you and say hey truth i got this problem in my my house my business around me and then do they come to you like to help get rid of that i mean can you can yeah. you paint the, pa- yeah, paint yeah. the picture I do there private for me? consultations with yeah. people i mean my podcast my music everything is just kind of to that promotes healing and promotes like a healthy balance with dealing with these type of, of entities and making sure that we're not in alignment with lower uh, level negative entities that are tricksters and want to deceive us and things like that so is, is this um, is this your yeah, music do that. is this your music that you play on your podcast like your own personal yeah, yeah, I play my own music. I do spiritual hip hop, and I talk about all of this stuff in in the music as well. So it's like a so when you do a spiritual hip hop, is it like kind of like a, like a, a hip hop, Jay, not a hip hop. Hip hop. Well, that's because I'm, I'm trying to get as much words because you, you didn't give me a chance here, so I wanted to talk as get as much as I can in before the show. So when you do when you do it, is it like you know, is it kind of like a rap thing that you do when you're on the when you're yeah. on your podcast? Can you can you give yes. us can you give us a little uh, gig there, man? You know, shoot something out mm. to our audience, let them see what they're going to experience. Uh, I would say uh, Christian mysticism, practice biblical cryptic wisdom, cosmic universalism that transcends and elevate past your schism, ecstatic intoxication, receiving the affirmation, offering prayers and supplication, the spirit is guiding my sanctification. Hebrew 6, I'm leaving the basics, staring at clouds and counting the spaceships. Body goes numb, it's a great sensation. I'm raptured up to the heavenly places. All right, Dang. man. Very good. That was awesome, man. Good for you. That is awesome. That was really cool. All right, all right. You can have him back now. And then, yeah, it's my turn now. <laughs> Um, that was so cool. So let me ask you a question though. Do you believe, was Jesus a mystic? For sure. 
Yeah, he 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 came and uh, everything that that he did, he said that we can do and greater. So uh, again, going back to the Christian mystic is like follow the examples of the great Christian mystics that we had. These people were not just Jesus, but the disciples and, and apostles and things like prophets as well. They were stargazers. They were having these encounters with angels and all of these other beings that receive, receiving signs, being uh, led through their life's journey and their destiny through dreams and visions and voices and things like that. And, um, you know, traveling in and out of their body, being caught up to, to the third heaven and, and encountering these angels and stuff like that. So seeing that as something that was like like the plumb line of what true Christianity was supposed to be, this mystical journey with God, the, the spirits, the elements, and all types of different entities within and without. So let me ask you this, though. Since I do believe Jesus was a mystic, too, and he raised Lazarus from the dead, or, well, or is that a question? Do you believe that he was dead or do you believe that he was unconscious? That's number one. And if you believe that he was dead, doesn't that kind of borderline almost being like, you know, like, Jay, what would be that word? Satanic? I was going to say satanic. Yeah, that's what I was going like to say. Romantic. Yeah. Ne yeah ne okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Then it's all okay. Yeah, well, um, so, I mean, he dealt with a lot of uh, a, a dead people. At, at least that's what we would call them. We think that they're dead. We think that they're gone. But most of the time when they was dealing with these people who are so-called dead, he would say, they're not dead. They're just asleep. Go check on them. He's up. And there would be people who were so-called dead for a, a, a couple weeks, a couple days. And there would be people who sought him out for, you know, to raise their family from, from the dead. And, and most of the time when this happened, he told the people that it wasn't nothing that he did. But it was that their faith because they wanted it because they believed it so much. He said, woman, your faith has healed your son. Go home. Your son's awake and he's hungry. So there's a lot of instances like that with Jesus raising the dead. Jesus was a Nazarite. And uh, part of the Nazarite vow, this, this uh, holy man, was that they couldn't touch a dead body. So for him to go around and, and touch dead people. But I think that there is a... Um, a, a distinction there when we would say that someone is dead and they're gone, he'd say, wait, they're only sleeping, you know, ready to be, um, you know, awake on either on this side or the next. And they're just showing that the spirit is eternal and we don't. Amen. Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the Pope uh, truth, angelic or demonic? Hmm. Demonic. <laughs> I think I'm going to use your hmm as a soundbite if we can grab that. Hmm. <laughs> That's pretty good. Demonic. Yeah, man, right. I mean, I hate to, uh, I, I hate to just, you know, I don't really use labels like that as far as like blanket statements, but um, they know some stuff, man, and they're hiding some stuff from us. So That's for That's sure. Demonic. So what do you, who do you connect with now and, or who or what do you use to help heal people? Yeah. So I'm, I've definitely, you know, when I was at my lowest point, again, going back to, uh, these demonic possession and all that crazy stuff. I cried out to Christ. I ca ca called out to Jesus to heal Amen. me, to set me free and to save me. And, um, and he did. And so he came, came running in and, uh, then I, I became a Christian again. And so that was in two, uh, September 7th of 2000 that I started going back to church and, uh, received prayer and started changing my life. And so I've been walking with Christ ever since. And so, my, my walk has gotten a lot deeper, a lot more intricate, a lot more beautiful, a lot more inclusive over the years versus the, it's just Christianity per se. But um, but I connect with, with Jesus. I connect with the Father. 
the Mother Earth, um, the angelic beings that are in and, and, and are around the Father, and anything that, um, which I would say the Father, that he would like to show me. So I'm open for anything as long as it comes through him first. Like if it's, if it's, if it's for my greater good, now that can be demonic as well. That can be something that it seems uncomfortable, a hard trial or tribulation, but it's, it's packaged in such a way that it will bring something beautiful out within me. So having that new now, so I look back at the demonic possession and some of the things that I opened up and things like that. And so my relationship with that kind of stuff has changed now from being a victim to more of like, I'm thankful for those encounters. And I'm thankful for that hard time that I went through. Now I have a story to tell. Now I have a natural empathy within me to help others. And, and I wouldn't be the person that I, I am today without those experiences. Amen. Amen. Right on, right on. Good job, brother. Good job. You want to ask him one last thing before we get to the near end of our show? Yes, but I, I, you, I had it. Oh, okay. This is what I you almost forgot. Right now? Yeah. So do you feel like now, today, do you feel like that you're still, feel like those demonic forces are still trying to get at you or have you completely, totally been able to block them out? Yeah, I, I don't, um, no, I don't, I don't feel, I'm not, I don't live in fear. There's no, um, there's a freedom to explore. You know, there's a there, there's a wisdom that has kind of come with all that stuff. So I don't think that um, um, I think I'm vibrating at such a higher level that that they they can't even mess with me unless That's I lower awesome. myself to unless I lower myself to their standards and and start partaking of some of the other stuff that I did. Like back in that those times, I was in in a lot of gang activity, robbing people, fighting, a lot of drug use and things like that. So I believe that if I lower my vibrational standard and I stoop down to that level, then I, then it's kind of open game again for those entities to have their way with me. So I do believe that, but where I am now and, 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 you know, the level of vibration, the wisdom and understanding that I have and the trust that I have for this whole process there, I don't think there's anything that they can do to me. All right. Bless you, brother. That's great. Can you tell everybody where they can find out more about you? You know, if they want to check out your podcast, your website, buy you, buy you get a get a get a consultation. You know, oh, for sure. Shamelessly yeah. promote yourself, man. Go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. You do it, man. Oh man, so you could just go to truthseeker.com. It's truth s e e k a h truthseeker.com, and there uh, I have my private sessions, my consultations, my music, my podcast, my book. Everything is available via truthseeker.com. I'm a fan. I'm officially a huge fan. Hey, and everybody, we're a fan too. I'm a fan too, man. I got a great presentation. And listen, we got to take a quick break and we'll be back with our next guest. Thank you very much. Do you want to improve your health, have more energy, and love what you see when you look in the mirror? Imagine creating your thinner self without ordering special foods, products, or supplements, without an exercise program, and without counting calories. David Mandansky won the 2018 Independent Best Book Award for Diet and Nutrition and developed Create Your Thinner Self. In 2016, David was told by his doctor that he had a 95% chance of a heart attack. During the next four months, he lost those 50 pounds and has kept it off. Learn to stop losing those same 10 pounds over and over with the Create Your Thinner Self program. Go to createyourthinnerself.com today.
Hello and welcome to the ancient future of food. I'm Sky Cubby, founder of Medicinal Foods, your source for the highest potency, highest quality medicinal mushrooms, tonic herbs, living greens, which my daughter actually loves, 10 veggies, four grasses, fermented. We have the coffee break, which is a coffee substitute that actually tastes like coffee with chaga, reishi, and maca and some amazing chocolate that has the shaman's blend, which gives it a mood-enhancing effect, and so much more. Check out our products at medicinal-foods.com. Get worldwide exposure. Be heard live on hundreds of the world's largest live broadcast stations. Spiritually Raw, the ass whipping truth wants you. We expose and explore controversial truths, myths, theories, and dogmas surrounding the spirit world, and no topic is taboo. Do you have an amazing or unusual personal story? Are you an author, expert, or authority in ancient mysteries, conspiracy theories, UFOs, aliens, world religions, or anything revolving around the spirit world? If so, then Spiritually Raw wants you. Be a featured guest, highlight your products and services, and showcase your personality. We book up really fast, so go to spirituallyraw.com and submit your request today. successful online you have to have a predictable system that takes the visitor from just being a visitor to a buyer do you need more leads customers and sales if your books and services are not selling and your business is not growing then you need a website audit to get to the root of the issue get a free 20-point website and social media audit report today All right, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritually Raw. Thank you very, very much. I really like that guy, didn't you? Listen, I'm, all, I'm always in. Where do you find these people? They come to me, Jay. Just, like you attract them? Yeah, it's like bees to honey. <laughs> all, right, okay. all right, who's up next? David Frank. Okay, one week before Christmas 1989, David experienced a week-long long vision where he was given a plan to use communication technology to give every person hold on i gotta flip the page, flip the page. a real and equal voice on the issues affecting our lives community and country and bringing our system into the 21st century no longer needing the corrupt system of politics to control and misrepresent us he says jay that this plan that he received is called one voice now david won the dr um, martin luther king or martin luther king jr award in indiana and you know what jay he's 71 years young and the author of 300 million minds changing america piece by piece right on david welcome to the show brother how are you Hey, great to be with you, Jay. Good, good. Got a nice, impressive resume there. So more importantly, like, let's talk about really super important things, you know, a week-long vision. So how does that even happen? Like, how do you even wrap your head around that one? Well, it, it was a weird deal, I'll tell you that. I think? Uh, yeah. And, I've, you know, I mean, it's been going through the, through my mind after the last 30 years, but I've been so busy really pushing the plan that was given to me that I really don't really think about that anymore. I really spend my time trying to reach out to people and let them know that there is hope right in front of us. We have the amazing communication technology that we've never had before, and all we've got to do is use it. And if you read the Declaration of Independence, you know, our founders told us that it's not only our right, but our duty to change this system. Uh, they knew that that absolute power was going to corrupt absolutely. It happens in all republics, 
And this is the way to really use uh, the technology that everyone has access to to build a 21st century technological uh, direct democracy where we the people get busy and start deciding the kind of uh, world we want to live in. How is that even possible, though, with today's logistics and politics and all this bureaucra bureaucracy? How do you say it? Bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. Yeah. How, about, how about this with all the BS going around? Yeah, absolutely. And I think people are finally figuring it out. You know, even if you think of the word politics, poly means many, ticks are bloodsuckers. And that's what they've been doing. Mm. You know, they've, they've been sucking the, the life out of our society forever. They've destroyed countries forever. And now it's time for the last to be first and the first to be last. Uh, the plan that we're pushing is called One Voice Now. And, the, and, it, and we want to do exactly what it says. We want to give every person one voice now. now and it's go ahead. When you talk about we're pushing, is that we as in is it is it an organization that you're part of or who's we? It's it's a very loose knit organization. You know, we don't collect money or anything like that. We're pushing this plan. We've got people, activists across the country and around the world actually that have taken a look at it and now they're starting to push it. Uh, the plan isn't mine. It belongs to everybody. And if, if you really look at the things that are going on in the world, everybody's saying exactly the same thing. You know, it's happening in Hong Kong. Uh, it's happening all through Europe. It's happening everywhere where people are saying, hey, we want, we want a voice. And One Voice Now is the new plan for not only America, but it can be used in, in all the countries around the world. We no longer need these dysfunctional leaders. What are we starting to find out about them? That, you know, they're sexual deviants. They like playing with little children, ruining the lives of these children just for their own self-satisfaction. We can't allow this to happen anymore. We've got to stand up as a as a group of people and say, hey, we've got a better plan. You know, we can't keep using a plan from the 1700s to solve 21st century issues. So We've got to start do, using... Do you think that uh, Trump is draining the swamp? Is that what you're talking about, the swamp? I don't really get into politics. I think it's all bad. Uh, uh, they're just sort of symptoms of a dysfunctional system. Uh, so I don't push politics at all. Uh, really, with the new system that we're proposing, we really don't need politics anymore. And everybody thinks that the way to fix the country is, you know, we got to get this right guy in there and he's going to have all the answers. And that guy doesn't exist. Can you tell me a little uh, bit about, Can I, I, in theory, what you're saying is really good. And I think every, I think, you know, pretty much everybody listening or most people listening can pretty much agree with your methodology on that. I guess I'm trying to figure out the system and wrap my head around that. Like, how do you even, how do you like, how do you even integrate anything like this? You even get something like this started? Get it started. I mean, is it is it these protests that you see all around the world? I mean, is it this is it this you know throwing bombs everywhere just to get noticed? I mean, how do you even get to that point where you can shake up that political theater? People are ready. They realize that what we've been doing over the years isn't working. So that's the big part. You know, having people ready. When I started this thirty years ago, people weren't ready. You know, people thought, oh, you know, if you want to change the system, that means you're a communist or you should go live in another country or you don't love America. I love America and I believe in the people. But the answer isn't from the top down. You don't build anything from the top down other than a hole. And that's what we've got. We now have a $22 trillion hole. 
the way that you fix or rebuild anything is always from the ground up. And in America and any other country, it means community by community. That's the way we start okay, fixing okay, America. Okay, so, let, so let's, let's get an example here. So let's say, for example, I live in County A, you know, whatever. Let's call it County A or City A, whatever you want to call it. What, and that's what we work with. So what system or what steps would you take to rebuild from that, that, that baseline level? I mean, like, how would you do it? What, what would be the process? I gotcha. Okay, in your city A or my city or any of the other cities across America, everybody has one thing that they don't realize. They have a television station, and the television station that I'm referring to is public broadcasting. Uh, it started back in 1969. Everybody was excited about it because they thought, ooh, we're going to actually use the television to broadcast the public wrong. What they did was the federal government started funding it immediately to make sure it wasn't used for that purpose. So instead of uh, pub broadcasting the public, we're watching Antique Roadshow, we're watching cartoons, we're watching uh, British soap operas. We're just watching a bunch of stupid stuff. What we've got to do, and this is the movement across the country demanding one voice now, we want to use all local public broadcasting stations, and they're owned by the public, by the way. Nobody else owns these. These are the only non-commercial broadcasting stations in America, and we, the people, own it. And what we need to do is very simple. We need to stand up as a coalition of people in every community, and we have to demand that we use our local public broadcasting station for local issues. And that means there are people in your community that have ideas right now to make education better, the environment, a better tax system, a better health care system, whatever it is. They'll be able to use their local public broadcasting station to present their ideas for making your community better. We'll debate these ideas because we want people to be educated on these different ideas videotape the debate and we'll replay it over a period of 10 days okay so so and we'll, okay so for example sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i'm just doing this in the interest of time for the show but is and i want to get our audience i want to give you the best for our audience here is that so for example like when i watch pbs i could watch a cooking show in italy kind of thing like that you're suggesting don't take the pbs that's local for us and give us an italian cooking show or whatever french cooking show give us local things that are related to our specific community and use the pbs for that am i am i close absolutely absolutely that's your new communication tool and when you broadcast these different ideas we'll simulcast it over the radio and live stream it over the internet so everybody has an opportunity to see it and then anybody in your community that has uh wants to vote on this issue remember we're voting on american idol we vote on dancing with the stars the next country western song to be played all they'll do is call a local number. It'll go into your community database that will have your ID number and PIN number. It'll ask you what issue number you'd like to vote on. Press one for yes, two for no, count your vote, block you out if you try and vote again. And we can now have these decisions in our community made the way our founders really wanted them to be made of the people, by the people, and for the people. Uh, so are you saying, are you saying to have that in a voting poll yes oh, yes 
Okay. Yes, absolutely. And we have the technology to do it. All I'm doing is putting the components together. We're going to use the TV, radio, and Internet to send the information out to your community, and then we'll use the database to collect the information, and we can all start reinventing our communities from the ground up community by community. And when we as a community find something that works, we'll share that with all the other communities around the country. And when they find something that works, they'll share it with us. And we will start rebuilding America from the ground up. And by doing this, we can set an example for all the other countries. They can use this blueprint in their communities or their countries, too, and they can get rid of these ruthless dictators and these goofy presidents and everybody else. And we can all have that equality that we all want. And remember, equality starts with equal voices. And that's what One Voice now does. It sounds and, so wonderful, uh, doesn't it, Jay? It really does. I, and you know, well, I, I want to ask him something since yeah, you've asked him about ten questions already. Well, you can jump in. I'm going to jump in right All now. Right. <laughs> so, tell us about you won the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Award. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah, it was a surprise. I was doing a radio program here uh, 30 years ago called Stand Up America. And I was telling the people in our community that, hey, the politicians don't have the answers for you. You do. We have the technology. I was just a little bit, you know, early. I was probably about 20 years too early. But anyway, uh, people heard what I was saying, and they realized that One Voice Now fulfills the dream of Dr. King because Dr. King wasn't just about having black people have voices. He was about everyone having voices. And that's what One Voice Now does. Back in the 60s, you know, that's when he stood up. You know, the best we could do was go down every couple years to vote for some goofball, the lesser of the evils, and that's what we've been doing ever since. But in the year 2019, you know, we have this amazing communication technology that God has dropped into our laps. And all we've got to do is use it. And One Voice Now is the new plan. If everybody did, my goal is to get everybody to focus on one thing. Whatever your issue is, drop it and, and stand up for One Voice Now because One Voice Now is the communication tool that you need to resolve your issue truthfully, not politically, truthfully, because we all realize that politics is all about lies because you never... You never bribe a judge, a juror, or a politician to make the right decision. You always bribe them to make the wrong decisions. And that's why nothing works in America. Well said, so, Ain't that the truth? All right, everybody. Hey, that is, uh, that is David Frank, everybody. And uh, David, can yeah, yeah, it's good to have you here, man. This is good stuff. I really, I really like David a lot. Can you, can you uh, let us know, let our audience know how they can get a hold of you, where they can buy your book, and tell everybody how they can get a copy of 300 Million Minds, man. Yeah, uh, well, the most important thing is our website, and our website is one, O-N-E, voicenow.org, O-N-E, voicenow.org. Go to that website. It is the blueprint that you need in your community to become an activist and bring all the activists together and start standing up and demanding a voice. And uh, if you never need to get in touch with me, my, my all my information is on the website. Uh, but if you ever need me, my phone number is 574-876-7306. Don't blame me if it's blowing up at 3 o'clock in the morning, man. So, <laughs> all right, everybody, listen. That, that is David Frank, everybody. David, thanks for being on the show with us. And listen, we got to take a quick break and a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back with our next guest. Thank you very much. 
Do you want to improve your health, have more energy, and love what you see when you look in the mirror? Imagine creating your thinner self without ordering special foods, products, or supplements, without an exercise program, and without counting calories. David Mandansky won the 2018 Independent Best Book Award for Diet and Nutrition and developed Create Your Thinner Self. In 2016, David was told by his doctor that he had a 95% chance of a heart attack. During the next four months, he lost those 50 pounds and has kept it off. Learn to stop losing those same 10 pounds over and over with the Create Your Thinner Self program. Go to createyourthinnerself.com today. Welcome to the ancient future of food. I'm Sky Cubby, founder of Medicinal Foods, your source for the highest potency, highest quality medicinal mushrooms, tonic herbs, living greens, which my daughter actually loves, 10 veggies, four grasses, fermented. We have the coffee break, which is a coffee substitute that actually tastes like coffee with chaga, reishi, and maca and some amazing chocolate that has the shaman's blend, which gives it a mood-enhancing effect, and so much more. Check out our products at medicinal-foods.com. Get worldwide exposure. Be heard live on hundreds of the world's largest live broadcast stations. Spiritually raw, the ass whipping truth wants you. We expose and explore controversial truths, myths, theories, and dogmas surrounding the spirit world, and no topic is taboo. Do you have an amazing or unusual personal story? Are you an author, expert, or authority in ancient mysteries, conspiracy theories, UFOs, aliens, world religions, or anything revolving around the spirit world? If so, then Spiritually Raw wants you. Be a featured guest, highlight your products and services, and showcase your personality. We book up really fast, so go to spirituallyraw.com and submit your request today. successful online you have to have a predictable system that takes the visitor from just being a visitor to a buyer do you need more leads customers and sales if your books and services are not selling and your business is not growing then you need a website audit to get to the root of the issue get a free 20-point website and social media audit report today All right, everybody and welcome back to spiritually raw thank you very very much april tell tell us about our guest today we have Ed Roman. Ed Roman, all right. Paranormal expert. First-hand experiences with UFO, ghosts, and Bigfoot. Ed, welcome to the show, brother. How are you? Pleasure to be here, folks. Nice to have you. Thanks for having me on. Did we lose Ed? Oh, we got I'm Ed here. In there. Ed, Ed, Ed. Somewhere in the ether world. I'm here. There you are. Hey, Ed. How you doing? Hi, okay, Ed. let's give him another round of applause. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How you doing, Ed? Thanks for having me, guys. No, oh, are you kidding? no problem. Here. No problem. Listen, let's just dive in. I want to get everybody to get a feel for this. Okay, so let's see. What should we start with? UFO, ghost, Bigfoot. Hmm. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. You want to go with Bigfoot? Okay, yeah, let's so, start with Bigfoot. Yeah, so why has Bigfoot never really been captured on camera or video? So tell us tell us about that. Well, first of all, I'm, I, I don't claim to be an expert on, in the field of, of all of what you've just represented, but I am an expert in the music field. But my experiences 
uh, are why I think I'm I'm a part of what we're about to discuss and talk about. But why it hasn't been captured and 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 or why haven't more people captured it is a wonderful question. One of the friends that I have through this process of what I also call healthy research and skepticism are reputable field biologists and other people that you know have worked for a number of years in another field but have then dedicated their time uh, as you know amateur researchers to try to determine certain things one of the things that's always in question that people are always talking about is the patterson gimlin film and mk davis who's a friend of mine who spent most of his you know last 35 to 40 years sort of researching that piece of footage who's still just as skeptical about it, has done some wonderful analysis. And he brings to the table the research that he did for years for NASA, which was basically bringing clarity to telemetry from telescopes that were blurry and fuzzy and being able to sharpen images and do certain things so that astronomers were able to, you know, understand what was going on with, with greater clarity. So, uh, you know, his contention about something like that film, let's just say, because your question is framed around the idea of, you know, why have more uh, these incidents been captured? You know, he, he feels that, that, that the footage itself, in, in this essence, in terms of this, it stands alone. It, it has things going on it which are uh, um, uh, unmistakably difficult to um, just, you know, just to disprove. There's certain things about mechanics that people have done to research. There's been a lot of people that have brought a lot of, um, I'm not going to call it negative, but uh, clouded the information in ways that it's made it harder to discern what the hard research is and, and what it isn't. So what started you so on this journey? What started me? My my family, really. The, the sort of family allegories that I grew up with as a young child, my Grandmother was born, uh, or uh, brother was born, with all of his hair and teeth that could really speak at a very young age, and then predicted the day that he would die at the age of 11. Wait, 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 hold on a second. Did you say your grandfather was born with a lot of hair and teeth? No, my grandmother's brother, her younger brother, was born. And from a very young age, yes, he was born with all of his hair and teeth, and he could speak at a very young age. And he would continually talk about his own demise and predicted that at the age of 11, he was dying. He did exactly that. Oh, my gosh. So those kinds of things, along with a mass UFO sighting that my family had that was documented both by a local airport and the David Dunlop Observatory, um, were a part of those things that made me go, hmm, there's must be other things that, you know, if we pay attention to certain things as far as like cognitively thinking about stuff that must be happening around us on a regular basis. We're just not um, tuned in perhaps sometimes to what they are. And even you mentioning Bigfoot before, some of my Aboriginal friends that I have um, have mentioned to me before that, you know, those kinds of experiences, whether they be on the realm of paranormal or in the physical, they're sort of meant to be yours. N nobody else's. They're not meant to be publicized. I'm very wary of publications of people that are continually talking about their incidences and trying to, you know, utilize it for some sort of public gain. Have you had um, any incidences yourself? Personally? I have, and I'm still trying to clarify in terms of what? Bigfoot? Bigfoot, a UFO, have you ever, or aliens, let's say? No, I've never had alien experience. I've seen things in the night sky that are hard for me to to say that 
it's just a normal aircraft and I still leaves me questioning the biggest issue and why I'm a believer when it comes to that as I mentioned my family had a a strange light that landed or, or, or in our basically between our barn and our house my mom was concerned that a small aircraft was going to crash into the house both my grandparents brothers and sisters mom all saw this thing hover off of the ground um, it sort of bounced like my mom describes it over our barn following the topography of the landscape lasted about five minutes and some associated issues or things with it like strange light anomalies and stuff but you know the part of the allegory of the family revolves around the fact that it was reported and documented reputable sources had sort of discussed what those incidents were. Like I mentioned, the Dunlop Observatory and, and the Buttonville Airport said that they had tracked six unidentified flying objects in, in our area over the course of that time frame. So that's, well, as I say, when, you know, you're growing up around the dinner table and you're talking at Christmas time, it wasn't like Santa's coming down the tree. It's like, hey, you remember <laughs> back in 1968 when that strange thing landed between our house and the barn? Like, that's what got me interested in the idea of looking into what all this represented. That is really, that's that's pretty darn interesting. So so let me ask you this. While we're on with the audience here, you know, in your segment, what would you like to share with our audience? I mean, what's, what's your major message, your thing that you're trying to drive home here, you and, know, with all these different experiences that you've had? Well, it's, as I was mentioning before, it was sort of this cognitive thinking process behind it. Because aside from the paranormal, spiritual, or, or whatever it may be considered, that there are always these fascinating and incredible events that are occurring around us on a regular basis. I see it akin to an experience I had a number of years back working in my garden, where I heard a, a vibration uh, coming from behind me, and I turned around, and I saw hundreds of bees following the queen into a tree because they were making a new hive. And that moment humbled me as a human being because I was privy to what that experience represented to me. No different than spiritual things that have occurred to me on that level, paranormal, which are hard for me to discount. And I'm lucky enough to have witnessed it or even have what I would consider a healthy sense of skepticism about it to be able to back up what it is that happened to me through circumstance and through witness. That's a, a vital thing to me. So I guess that's what it is. There, there are multitudes of things happening on a regular basis, but <laughs> we are so... Um, you know, caught up in the mechanism and Ferris wheel of the digital 21st century, that it's really hard to find those connections to subtle energy as they exist around us. So what, what exactly is your belief? About what? In terms of... I mean, do you believe... Like, what are you asking him? Is Bigfoot real? Yeah. Is he an alien? I, 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 I don't know. This is what's incredible about the information. Um, I... I, I I, I, I'm into a lot of interesting things. I think interesting because it's from my perspective. But um, what I'm always interested in is, is the diagnostics behind things and, and weighing that. It, it, what, what I don't discount is people's experience because I'm not there. I'm not privy to what those things are. And whatever they, they may be are significant enough to them that there is something happening. Um, but for me, I, I, who am I to say what it is? I don't. I have nothing physical uh, to 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 show anybody. My, my a personal experience that I had left me fearful enough to 
evade the idea of going back to my own forest for over half of a year. Do you see any connection between I, paranormal and music? Yeah, you know what, Jay? Uh, writing sometimes works in the same facet, that you're always inundated with information on a regular basis, and somehow all of that is connected to a bigger part of the picture. I've always felt more like, you know, a, a radio receiver. Uh, where, you know, you're, you're getting stuff coming in sometimes from other places where I'm even sometimes questioning, well, where did that come from? I know I have life experience. I know I talk to people. I know I, I understand what other people are going through. But ultimately, sometimes, as I said, just like the bees or a UFO or whatever, I'm humbled in the moment of that experience because it has something bigger uh, than me attached to it. All right, so Ed Roman, everybody, that's good stuff there. So Ed, tell us where everybody can find out more about you, more about you, and uh, and and where what website they can go to, and you know the best and way to contact find you. Music. Yeah, how can they find your music and everything like that? April and Jay, thank you for having me. You can find my music everywhere. It's on iTunes, the latest album, Red Omen, plus the video, which is also associated with a fundraising campaign to help children that are struggling with dyslexia. It's now available live on Amazon, especially in the United States, Europe. It's about to come out here in Canada. EdRoman.net is what I mentioned is my website. All my social networking buttons are there. Follow me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, also on YouTube. It's usually special Ed Roman. Okay, everybody, that's Ed Roman. Thank you very much, Ed, for being on the show, and lots of luck to you. Lots of luck to you, Ed. So, everybody, I'd like I'd like to thank all of our guests today. Uh, Ed Roman for tuning in, David Frank for Pleasure. tuning in, and Truth Seeker, who you just heard. So, check everybody out today. It was most certainly a great show, very inspiring for me, and, uh, you know, I think it ended on a really great note, and, you know, uh, you stole our last guest, didn't even let me get a chance in, but that's okay. You know? well, did you expect anything else? I mean, he was, a, they, this was, he was tailor-made for me. <laughs> no, he really was. I know. That's great. So, listen, everybody, I sure hope you enjoyed your episode today on Spiritually Raw, because we most certainly did on this end. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, tune in often, tell all your friends, and most importantly, may all your dreams come true. Many blessings.